Hello and welcome to M. Night Frights, the top film society podcast celebrating the genre films of Manoj Nelietu Shyamalan, aka M. Night Shyamalan. I'm your host, Manish Mathur, and uh, we are back after about a two-year break, two-and-a-half-year break. Uh, last time we talked about uh, Glass, which was the conclusion to his Unbreakable trilogy, and M. Night is back with um, the horror thriller film Old, uh, starring Gael Garcia Bernal, Vicky Creeps, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolf, Thomas and McKenzie, Happy Lee, uh, Nikki Amuka Bird, Ken Lung, Eliza Scanlon, and, uh, and Beth Davids. And I'm really excited to welcome Shoria Chavla to the podcast. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for, for being here and coming on the podcast. Um, I've been wanting to have you on, uh, well, it had to be you, um, but, you know, I when I decided to bring back the M. Night podcast, I couldn't think of another person that I wanted to do it with. So um, thanks so much for being here. I'm really, really excited. I, I am too. And I have been wanting to talk about this movie since I saw it. So I'm, yeah. I got a lot of thoughts. So we gotta, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, before we kind of talk about old, I just wanted to talk to you about um, your thoughts on Emma Shyamalan in general, like um, as a filmmaker and, you know, what are your favorite movies of his, um, you know, bef- going um, previously? Sure. So my thoughts on Shyamalan are pretty simple. Like it's it's something you may have heard a lot of times before, which is sometimes he'll make a movie, which I think is like one of the best things I've ever seen. And there yeah. are times where I've, I've had um, a more mixed to negative reaction with him. He's covered like a range for me. Um, when it comes to, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this later, but um, ever since I first, I think his first movie I actually saw was Science. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just the best introduction you could ever come up with, with for a director like that. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Mike was, um, and just that time watching it, I think this was around the time of release, just that unsettling like vibe he created with his, his direction. And it was just something very transcendent about it. I remember the first experience and like ever since I've just been a huge fan of his. So yet, and I mean, I've, I've always admired his direction, like mm-hmm. a, as a as a creator, and I just think that he's one of the more like, regardless of however you feel about you know his projects, he's always had a very original touch. Yeah, so right. That's one of the reasons I respect him as, yeah. a, as a creator, even today. Yeah, I mean, I totally, you know, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, he, I mean, obviously I've been doing this podcast, um, but he's one of my favorite filmmakers. And I think that, you know, one thing that I really admire about him is just his uh, commitment to like telling his stories exactly the way that he wants to. Um, and, you know, I, uh, he's very active on social media, uh, which a lot of directors are, but one thing that I really admire about him is like how much he talks about um, the work that he's doing. Like he is talking about writing and editing and filming a lot. And uh, he doesn't really engage with trolls or pick fights or I don't, at least I haven't, I don't recall him doing that. 
and I'm sure he probably gets a lot of, um, you know, hate in his mentions and stuff, but I don't think he really, like, responds to that or he's, he's not, like, extremely online like a lot of directors um, are, even the ones that I really like. Um, sometimes I'm like, okay, but, you know, you're, like, a million times more famous and wealthy than <laughs> most of the people that you're, like, you know, retweeting. Some this morning, some uh, really a really good director was like retweeting some random like bad take, and I was like, oh, I was like, you don't need to be doing that. I don't know why you felt the need to, considering that person has like five hundred followers and you have so many. But whatever, it's I guess it's it's hard. I know it's probably hard to resist doing that, but I feel like M Night doesn't really do that. Um, at least I hadn't seen him do that. Um, he's just like living his life, you know. Um, he like before old came out he posted a video with his mom that was really cute and he's like very you know he's starting to have his daughters like work on um you know work on his on his show servant or, or with him um so it's just like he just seems like a nice normal guy and to me and like that really makes up for you know whatever issues i might have about his filmmaking because it's like he's just i don't know he's just living um mm -hmm. yeah so uh Actually, think, um uh, yeah I'm, I'm sorry um it's just funny because um there was an interview that he did a couple of days ago um and there's an excerpt of it which i really loved which mm -hmm. he addressed that specific aspect of it that's like sometimes people will come up to me and say like okay this movie was was awful or something like that and he said like that doesn't actually put me down for me it's not so much about what you know it's like the audience reaction was like i understand some people may or may not like a film that i make but you know when i'm making the film i'm not thinking about okay how do i avoid some things going forward it's like i'm trying to focus on the shots like yeah. when i'm making a film and right. like at the end of the day i'm trying to make the movie that that i'm making sometimes that may work out sometimes may, may not that's what matters at the end of the day i thought I respected the hell out of that take, honestly, yeah. his response. Yeah, see, I mean, what a class act. <laughs> very much so, yeah. It's very admirable um, and very, I think a lot of, I think because he doesn't really exist in like the Hollywood scene, you know, I, I feel like he was when he was younger, but you know, like he, um, you know, he lives in Philadelphia famously. Um, I just think he just doesn't really care or if he does care, he's really good at hiding it and not getting swept up in, in, in all of that. Um, actually, uh, quite a uh, shift for him, Old uh, was shot outside of Philadelphia and does not take place in Philadelphia. Um, so that was uh, quite a, um, I think the last time that, that was so was I think um, uh, Last Airbender, I believe. Uh, which might have been shot in Philadelphia, I don't remember, but it definitely does not take place there. So um, it was really cool to have him kind of play in like a totally different um, environment. Um, so I think, um, Shoria, I, I mentioned this off mic, but like, I'd like to do like a general kind of spoiler free discussion of the movie and then we'll take like a little break um and do some spoilers just in case people have not been able to see the film yet 
Um, it is in theaters. Um, I don't think there, it, there are any definite plans to release it on home video until like, I think the you know, standard amount of time. So I, I didn't want to talk about its release because um, I, I think it's one of the few movies this year that is, I think it's like the um, one of the first major movies that's going strictly in theaters and not um, a VOD option yet, which is kind of interesting. Um, and the movie did have this like pre, I don't know if you had that um, where you are, but it had like a pre-video of him saying, you know, thanks for coming and movies belong in theaters. And I was like, they do, but uh, maybe not right now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I didn't have that. No. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was very charming, but I was like, some someone made him do this, I think. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's just, what did you think of the movie just in general? I mean, did you enjoy it? So, um, like I was saying, like for me, there were uh, there's a range for Shyamalan. Like he's made some movies which I think were like awesome, like some yeah. like some of my favorites, and then he's made movies which were like mm, not so much. <laughs> this was so far, at least like how I think the bed at the moment is sort of in the middle for me, where I think this has some of some stuff in it which is like oh this is some top tier stuff like he's done, and there's just some stuff in it which I was like it's not. I'm not gonna say it's the worst. It's not not nearly close to the worst, but it's less good. So there were moments in it, I think. Um, like I was kind of mixed on it overall. Um, I think as a concept, it's really original. There were aspects of it that I really really liked. Um, like I like I can so I can say safely say I liked about seventy five percent of the movie, which is. Like, right? There's a 25% that I am a little confused about, though, but we'll talk more about that, I think, in the yeah. spoiler section of it. Uh, but yeah, I love the, I thought, I thought the way the, the whole story was sort of setting in, the, you know, the sort of circumstances of it, because it's such an interesting concept. It's like a beach where people get old, they rapidly age. Yeah. And there's just so many the questions you can ask about it. There's a lot of, thematical elements there's a lot of you know uh thought-provoking th stuff you can bring up as a result of it it's like here's this kid who's what only a few years old suddenly he's like a teenager it's like gotta think right there it's like well, that messes you up in the right, least. Right. <laughs> yeah um but uh, yeah that's like my quick like uh spoiler free thoughts of it is like it's a film that has some very intriguing concepts there's some very some great cinematography, by the way. I want to say this. Like, it's it's beautifully shot. There's a 360 moment in particular that really yeah. got me. Um, but we'll talk more about that. I think that's uh, plot related. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do want to point out that the cinematography was uh, done by Mike Giulakis, who um, shot Split and Glass as well for M. Night and worked with um, David Robert Mitchell for It Follows and Under the Silver Lake and um, most recently shot us for Jordan Peele um, and I you know when I saw the trailer for Old I thought that it really reminded me of us and just something about it I don't really know what it is maybe it's because like us kind of has that like um like carnival that's kind of like scary like amusement park that's like kind of scary and creepy and then this was about like a kind of creepy beach 
and like families and you know I, I think us has a little bit more to chew on in terms of like thematic relevance I mean obviously you could write you know whole essays about us um old I, I think doesn't quite mm -hmm. get there I don't think Ed Might is shooting for that either but um the two films really kind of reminded me of each other um and so I was excited to see that um visually they're shot by the same person so there's um some similarities there too um i so i tend to agree with you i think i think old is pretty good in general i i really enjoyed it um i found the scares to be um quite thrilling um some of the filmmaking including the 360 shot was i think I think in some ways that, you know, M. Night kind of breaking free of Philadelphia and doing something in a totally new location and playing with a totally different environment, like a beach, um, a tropical beach is kind of uh, exciting uh, just because it just feels fresh for him. You know, it feels like, you know, having him use this entire like vista of the beaches and you know, those giant rocks in the cliff and the crashing of the waves. Um, it was just kind of, it was just really, really fun to, um, to, to watch him in that environment. Um, the performances I think are kind of where I'm a little bit more like unsure about because, you know, M. Night has a very specific kind of direction with actors and sometimes he can get, he can pull really great performances out of um, out of people like James McAvoy, Tony Collette, of course. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I really like the performances in The Visit um, and in um, Signs as well. Uh, and of course, you know, the Unbreakable Trilogy. Um, but then sometimes it can, the, there's like a stiltedness that I, I can't even describe it as stilted. Is it like just, very um, unnatural kind of acting. And I'm never sure if that's like an intentional thing for M. Night or if he's just so focused on, you know, the, the visuals and the effects and the scares and the um, camera work and all that, that he just doesn't seem to be that concerned with like directing his actors. And this movie has such a large ensemble um, and an ensemble of people from like all over the world <laughs> and right. uh, people who, um, you know, also have very different styles of acting. I mean, even like putting Gael Garcia Bernal with Vicky Creeps is fascinating, um, especially, well, Vicky Creeps in this movie is very interesting to me because I'm like, okay, this means that M. Night loves Phantom Thread probably. <laughs> and I want to hear him talk about that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I know she's been acting before and after Phantom Thread, but that's just gotta be the the access point for him. Um, just because I don't, I mean, unless he's following, you know, you, you know, European cinema in that way, uh, obscure right. European cinema, which he might be. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, those two actors have such different energies, you know, Gael, Gael Garcia Bernal, like I think of him, I think of, you know, Quaron and, and all that. And Vicky Creeps has that, you know, PTA thing going. So it's just, it's just, it's very interesting to see them work together. Um, they're different styles. And there are times where I feel like it's not quite meshing well, but then I'm also, there are times where 
the performances feel like intentionally over the top. You know, thinking of like Abby Lee as as Crystal. You know, her character how that ends mm-hmm. up. I mean, that's got to be an intentional, you know, perform like direction. Of, I have some of, of thoughts. Yeah. I have some thoughts on. I have some thoughts <laughs> on Crystal. We will get to that. <laughs> oh, Crystal, yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think well, I like without getting too much into like what the spoiler is. I think. Um, it's 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 always funny to me like reading people's like reviews or tweets about M Night movies and they're always like you know the twist is bad or the twist is good and then like mm-hmm. I think watching this movie I I wouldn't even consider this a twist ending just because I felt pretty telegraphed um, maybe not the specifics of it but kind of like the the pieces were there and it felt more in line with I mean it reminded me of like his twist in the village which I don't even think was a twist either um but uh where it's it's like it all makes it all clicks together in in a way that feels intentional and not just him being like and then um especially if you like if you rewatch the village um knowing the actually like knowing the twist then um to me the movie makes so much more sense and i feel like it actually works better once you know the ending um and i know people think that like oh once you know the ending it doesn't matter anymore but actually like in retrospect that movie works so much better um with 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 knowing the ending so and i feel like this movie is probably gonna be the same and i and didn't get a chance to watch it again um but i really would like to rewatch old and kind of see like you know what what are the lines of dialogue that he kind of peppers in there what are the you know little clues he drops in there for us um but yeah i think overall i um uh i really i i enjoyed it um i'm sure there are ways in which we can pick it apart and you know i'm excited to do that in a few minutes but um (laughs) but I, i think that like you know, much like Glass and Split and, and all these others, these sort of like late period at night. Um, I'm just glad that it exists. You know, it's like, right. I just, you know, he's giving us this movie as is. We should just accept it versus like right. getting too mad I about mean, I it. But... Gotta, yeah, you got to respect the, you know, the vision. It's like, they'll, you know, he's getting to do what he wants to do, which yeah. I think is that's the best part about it, for sure. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, I know this uh, this film is based on a graphic novel, but, um, you know, this is a kind of, I mean, this movie isn't R-rated, it's PG-13, but it's a sort of adult skewing movie that isn't really based on, like, any, you know, nostalgic IP. It's for adults, it stars adults, you know. Like, this is, I'm like, same thing with, um, uh, I mean, he, he, I know Glass was sort of the end of a trilogy, but like, I'm kind of, this is the kind of movie that we always say we want, which is like low budget, you know, name actors, like for and by adults. Like we shouldn't, you know, he's he's kind of putting his money where his mouth is, um, literally because he self-finances, but like he's making movies that, you know, don't just kind of cash in on some property from, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment. I do. Yeah. So we are going to take a very short break um, and uh, we'll hear some of the soundtrack from old and then uh, we'll get right back into our spoiler discussion of the film. Stay tuned.
So we're back uh, talking about old, and uh, this is going to be the spoiler discussion. So if you have not seen the movie, you know, I mean, listen to the rest of the podcast if you'd like, but, you know, press pause and uh, go watch the film and uh, come back. So, um, okay, the twist ending. What did you think of it? Um, and, uh, you know, like, what do you think he was trying to do with this um, ending? So I don't consider it kind of a twist ending, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of feels like one of those reveals, you right, know? Right, right. Um, and I think I say that more based on when I'm, like, look, revisiting the movie in my head, you know? I, I've only seen it the one time. But um, certain moments in the beginning, like when you start off at, the, at this resort, this hotel, certain things, like, add up a bit more. Like in terms of like dialogue, so when they enter, they get off this the they get off like the the bus or whatever, and it's like, here we made these beverages that were you know selected based on your preferences, and I thought, huh, that's interesting. How would they just know something like that? And that's such a weird thing to have in like a survey for like a resort yeah. or something. Yeah. But that caught me off guard, and then as the movie like eventually when you got to the ending, and it's like, oh, actually, this is one big like experiment set up because of this island which is unexplained by the way they do not explain what's what is exactly causing that but it's like when you're when they were starting to go into like okay these people had these pre-existing conditions or there was something that you know eventually like put them into this spot and talking about how it all led to this and you know it's actually i kind of see where that what he's trying to do here but and it and certain aspects of it that I feel like did not work when I was first watching it, like in that instant moment, when I look back to certain other mo- scenes in the movie, and like, okay, I I kind of see how that would connect to that moment. Or don't get me wrong, I still don't think it's a perfect reveal. No, um, <laughs> like if I'm being completely honest with you, because there were moments that were brought up in terms of character arcs, like especially with Gil Garcia-Bernal and the Vicky Crepes that I thought there was something profound about those moments that feel sort of like watered down, pun intended, um, as, yeah. as a result of things. Um, but what, what did you think? I want to know from you specifically. Yeah, um, I knew that there... So, yeah, the as the characters are sort of talking about, you know, everyone in this party has a medical condition um, that really kind of set it off. Um, and then I, you know, thought, I thought back to that, um, that uh, breakfast scene when the hotel manager is saying, you know, oh, I have this exclusive beach. And I'm like, yeah, there's something very um, like, there's something going on with this hotel. And I don't think I, I didn't guess like, oh, they're, they're trying to do medical experiments and like that. I, I didn't go that far in my like kind of thinking, but I was definitely thinking that, you know, there is something that and like, you know, the, um, they kept seeing someone or something on the cliff. Like they see uh, the camera and I think they see Edmund Shyamalan um yeah again like on that cliff um 
So I'm like, okay, like they're here for a reason and they're being watched and or studied. So I like a lot of things were racing my mind. Like, is this some kind of like Lord of the Flies kind of experiment of just like putting strangers in a setting, a high stress situation and seeing what happens and what they do? Um, is this a scenario of like trying to get them to like work together to support each other's medical conditions. Like, I didn't know like what the purpose was, but I knew that like this hotel was putting these people there for a reason. And, um, but, and so I definitely thought that like there was, and then like um, sort of the dynamics within this group. I mean, Rufus Sewell like be, becoming like you know, violently racist in his, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's, or I think that's actually also implied to be like schizophrenia or something. Um, I think so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I read that on Wikipedia or some other review that said that it was supposed to be that, um, maybe like undiagnosed or un, it hadn't been detected yet when he was, uh, when he entered the beach and then I guess manifested, but um so I thought maybe there's something there about like, you know, because like this movie is unusually diverse for an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> um, so right. I thought, yeah. like, I thought maybe there's something there, like maybe he's trying to do some like commentary on, you know, like, you know, there's a, you know, a dead body and a, and a, um, and a black man. So they're all going to, you know, accuse him of doing something. I don't, I just, I didn't know like what the specific purpose of this, experience was but I knew that the resort and so when it was revealed that it's like a resort that they're actually trying to study medical conditions to see the long-term effects of a drug for you know within a short period of time I thought okay that I mean that makes sense and that to me also um, it recalled back uh, Glass actually which is another sort of like secret cabal of people who are thinking they're doing good but actually in doing you know um doing something evil in the name of something good and like perhaps even like self-deluded into thinking that you know these sacrifices are um you know morally or ethically or okay. good or whatever yeah right mm -hmm. um so to me i'm like the ending like it fits right into sort of the themes that M. Night Shyamalan has been working on. I mean, again, going back to the village, I mean, that's another thing where people are doing something bad for the greater good or trying to survive in some way. Um, so it made, I mean, I, I don't think this ending really came out as out much, came as much out of left field as some reviewers have. Um, I, but I also think that it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like not, I, I don't want to say it's messy. I, I think the ending is messy actually. Um, not because of the, mm -hmm. not because of the plot points, but because of um, like just the last couple scenes, you know, where they have um, the two kids who are now like in their fifties, like swimming through that coral reef and then it, they're assumed to be dead. And then they come back and then they do, there's a flashback to how they got out of the coral reef. And I'm like, okay, but we kind of guessed that. <laughs> and then right, there's that like helicopter yeah. scene, which is totally not necessary. I don't even know what that added. Um, Cause then we had this perfect shot of them. I think like, that's his, uh, 
I, I mean, was that a Jurassic Park reference? Uh, maybe. So, yeah. Um, that's a that's a good that's a good um, that's a good pull. Um, but uh, yeah. and that's possible, but still, because I feel like the there's a shot of the two of the two of them swimming out of the coral reef, and they see all these fish, and they're like, okay, yeah, like right right here, which means that we're out of the you know the age thing. Um, that's a great ending shot. I mean, that's so powerful. Right. And then it just has that helicopter. And I think it like even fades and then there's a helicopter part, but yes, that, that was a little messy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it worked for me because I'm like, okay, this is classic M night. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I just feel like in terms of his other endings, this one didn't really have a lot I feel like this one did not have as much time to sort of breathe as much yeah, as some of his other true. reveals. Yeah. I feel like, because I feel like he had the, it's like he got 70% of the ending in there, but then some some little moments in there felt like it was like rushed. Like, yeah. Like, let's it, get to the ending real quick. It's like, yeah. Anyway. You know, and I, I agree with that. It felt rushed because, um, I thought that during like the main part of the film, um, there was just a lot of chaos going on, which is understandable. And then, um, and I felt like some of the set pieces went on for a little longer than mm -hmm. might be necessary. And I thought maybe if some of those were, um, I don't know, cut down a little and then more screen time for, to like let this ending breathe, as as you say, um, that might have been more beneficial for the whole product. Probably, I think so. Because like um, the scene when Rufus Sewell is sort of like attacking Gael Garcia Bernal, like that felt like it went on for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, then, no, I was like, he wow, keeps like runs on. away, and then uh, I guess she goes to get the um, the the rusted knife or whatever. Um, right, but even that was like this is like two minutes when they just you know, right. That was like that was one part where I felt like that was a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, and then that was but yeah. So I felt like if they had kind of like you know maybe streamlined some of that and then gave more room or just made the movie a little longer. I mean I wouldn't have minded an extra ten minutes or an extra five minutes yeah. to like go into this like. Um, this group of um, of scientists and sort of like what's their motivation like what are they I mean I know their motivation but like what's the I will one thing that they really that they kind of brushed over where they're like we found this beach and I'm like how do you just find a beach like this <laughs> like <laughs> like what was the process of like like who was that like canary bird who like went to this beach and then was like couldn't get out of it you know um, right like how like how do they find it um and like how do they set this whole thing up that might have been interesting have you read the graphic novel the sand no i've not so i haven't either but my understanding of it from what i've sort of read is that um they're they're like there are like little hints about stuff like this happening, but the whole movie just takes place on the beach and, or the whole graphic novel takes place on the beach and that 
it's much more about um, this group of people just being like, hey, we're all gonna die. Let's just like enjoy the time that we have here. And um, mm -hmm. there's like some racialized violence in the graphic novel as well, um, but, but that's mm -hmm. underscored by this like the political climate um, between France and Algeria. Cause I think the, the, um, the Brendan character is actually Algerian French Algerian and then okay. the doctor is French so there's like that political thing um but um mm. but I I think what I read is that M. Night Shyamalan when he read this graphic novel and then he picked up on like these little nuggets of clues about what's happening off the beach and just kind of ran with it um right. like for example the um the um like he there's the there's the scientist or the science fiction writer that the kids discover the writings and sort of that's how they piece together the the way to get out or their at least a hypothesis about what's happening um that's actually a main character in the book and I, one of his theories is the one that they say so but um i think he really just like he is an m night he um just like took these things and just kind of like fleshed it out more and actually made some of the subtext in the in the graphic novel into the actual like plot points right um which i, I think is interesting um he doesn't really adapt too often i think this and lady in the water or no i'm um, sorry uh, airbender are his only adaptations yeah i think i mean unless wait after wait after i just sorry no 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 yeah um but yeah i mean I, I so you said you had a, um a lot of thoughts about crystal like what's give me, give me what you got about that <laughs> okay um so i've been waiting to talk about this uh let's uh <laughs> let's let's talk about the the scene in the in the rocks in the night yeah. <laughs> um that was that was a fun one um but yeah so let me let me also say that throughout this entire time, something I have not mentioned is that I went into this so blind. I didn't even know what the like. I didn't actually know what the plot of the movie was. I didn't oh, see wow. any trailers. So um, yeah, I somehow avoided it all. But uh, and I actually didn't even read any reviews. So I have to check those out after this is over. Um, so, um, but anyway, so everything was kind of hit me like a surprise. But let's. So I want to talk about Crystal because. That scene was amazing. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I want to talk about that. Um, that uh, the, that body horror s stuff they did was quite impressive, actually. Yeah. And like I don't know, did it did it freak you out too? Because it definitely freaked me out. I think the sound design more than anything else. Um, right. The um, the bone crunching and there's this part where she's like lifting like this rock and it just drops on her. That was really scary. Right. Yeah. Because um, to me, the real horror is just sort of like imagining that level of like pain that she was in. You know, that was right. That to me is scarier than like hers. Like, it wasn't scary because she's a monster. It was scary because like I just couldn't imagine like that that level of like I don't know harm to the body. I think I think Dave. I think we know we know Dave. He said it yeah. best. It's like after this, you just want to drink a lot of milk. 
Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so true. Which I kind of agree with. Um, yeah, very true. Um, but so one of one of the things that I kept thinking about the entire movie, which I feel like is somewhere in the line, in, like in between of it was explored quite a lot and not explored enough. Mm-hmm. We're seeing these kids who are six years old, right? Like they're, they're six, right? Um, and they essentially are aging so much within like a span of a few hours. So something that I feel like was kind of a missed opportunity was that I wish there was a little more time for them to, for the parents and all for them to sort of reflect on the fact that, oh my God, like you've suddenly gone, like, you know, sort of understand the, um, the horror of that. It's just that we're caught up so much in the moment at times that I feel like you don't yeah, yeah. necessarily get a moment to be like, whoa, like these kids have gone from, hey, here's this, there's this playing on the beach to like, uh, like what, Eliza Scanlon's pregnant all of a sudden. Yeah. And you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, I wish there was a little more horror to that, I guess, um, like mentally, like, you know, but sometimes I feel like the reactions the parents like had to it were like, oh, oh, that's weird. <laughs> like, you know, um, I wish there was, a, again, but I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Or No, I mean, I, I definitely think that there is, um, uh, this movie is very busy. Um, yeah. And uh like I'm thinking that there's like one part where Rufus Sewell is dealing with something, and I think it's like when, um, when Vicky Creeps first realizes that the kids are aging, and Rufus Sewell is dealing with something, she runs to him and she's like, "I know you're dealing with a lot, but I need you to look at my kids." And he's like, "Lady, right? Like my mom just died. This woman's dead. Like <laughs> something's happened. You know, like they're." Um, I think. Uh, it was like right when I think Ken Lung um, had just tried to escape and got blocked. It was just like a lot is happening that there really isn't much like room for that, um, for what you're saying. And I totally agree with you. I think this movie could um, use more um, just like that existential horror thing of like, actually our lives are like really slipping away. And I think there's some talk of that when uh, Kara and Eliza Scanlon and uh, Alex Wolf are saying like, oh, we're never gonna have prom or whatever. Um, there's yeah. some of that, I think, but um, I, I actually, I miss it more with the, um, with Maddox. Um, oh God, I cannot yeah, I was gonna say his name. Cause I feel like because, um, because the other two have their baby and they have their little romance, I think that's when, um, I, I think that's like, they deal with that, but I don't, I'm like, I mean, does Maddox ever want to fall in love or does she ever want to like, uh, um, oh, does Thomas McKenzie, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I like totally blanked on who was playing her, but yeah, I was like, does she like? What are her thoughts about you know missing? I mean, because like in the um, in the beginning, there are some shots of her sort of like looking at older kids longingly, and I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, she's at that age where she's not a kid like her brother, but she's not old enough to be with the teenagers. You know, I think she's like mm-hmm. eleven or twelve in the beginning. Um, yeah. So, um, but I felt like that thread was dropped a little or maybe it was too subtle 
for me. Um, right. Because like already then like towards the second half of the film, she's having like a deep conversation. She's having a more like honest conversation with her mother about, you know, her mother's infidelity and, 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 and so I'm like, okay, so she's like at that point where she's like, can have adult conversations, but like, she also missed that high school thing. Like, you know, there was no one for her to like hook up with. Right. Um, I thought maybe she might have a romance with um, mid-sized sedan Brendan, but I guess that didn't happen either. Um, so it was just like um, that would have felt too random. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like, I was, the only thing is he's the only like single young adult man there. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. you know, but, but he was dealing with the trauma of that girl. That girl, right? Which, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, speaking of which, that. I mentioned Jurassic Park as that final shot that the girl going into the water and swimming that was Jaws. That was such a Jaws reference. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I, yeah, I Spielberg totally moments in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the next Spielberg at night, so. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> man, that, man, that, that, that headline messed up so much for like people's perceptions of his movies. Like, yeah, honestly, type. like I think whole essays could be written about how that article to like totally movies. messed up his career. Um yeah. I mean it's I think so because now everybody just expects a big twist at the end of every movie. Yeah. It's like guys, yeah. let him make his movie. Yeah. Do what he gotta do, you know. Um but yeah totally I but, I, uh, I, I definitely think that there was there just wasn't because like by the time the movie kind of calmed down and like everyone had died except for the our four main family members, like then it already felt yeah. like too late for right um, for that kind of thing of like I mean I um, I guess you know actually when they're building the sandcastle there is that line of saying like I wonder if adults still feel like kids when they're our age or is it just because like we were kids yesterday. So there is a little bit of that. Um, I actually really mm-hmm. liked that um, the sandcastle scene, just because it felt like, hey, we're actually spending yeah. time with these characters outside of this like chaos situation, and it was kind of cool. I mean, not cool, but it was kind of like eerie that they're just kind of like resigned. They're kind of deciding to like either resign themselves to death or keep trying to escape. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually kind of, I feel like they kind of decide to like try to escape but also like we might they i mean they, they calculate how long they're going to be alive for which i thought was kind of spooky um oh you know it kind of had that like um gothic horror thing of like i know i'm about to die mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of like resigned to it so yeah i did um i do agree with you though i think like again like this movie just needed some time to breathe i felt like that middle portion when everything kind of like goes wrong is very chaotic <laughs> like people are dropping I feel like we keep coming back to that yeah yeah just keep coming back to that part you know it's like like especially when eventually like you know we're getting that sandcastle scene after their parents are gone yeah you know i was i was thinking like there could have been something in there to be like listen not only have we aged what 40 something years in a day we just lost our parents and uh, in the same night yeah like a few minutes ago pretty much and then like you know that's there is so much you there's so much you know emotional scarring to that that i just i i feel like you know um 
could have been looked into. I guess that would have meant a much longer movie, but I wouldn't yeah. have minded a much longer movie, honestly speaking. Like, if you can, like, if it helps explain something, if it helps expand something in terms of a, a, a narrative, um, yeah. which is so much fun because, like, during the first half of the movie when they're eventually like starting out something you mentioned in the beginning we were talking about like you were talking about just like sometimes the acting can be a bit uh, stiff everybody in the first half of this movie sounds like they're reading off of wikipedia of their own careers right <laughs> at points yeah. they're like i have a degree i also went to like this i also work at an ancient museum so i understand this thing about like mythology Bones or something and like yeah yeah this simple- Bones and stuff. I was like, do you just have these facts ready to go? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, we are here talking about character development, like wanting it to be there. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny because the first half is so much dialogue about characters and like yeah, they yeah. are, you know, that I don't know. It just, and, and at a point, it's felt like to some characters repeating who they are, like, especially Rufus Sewell is like, I'm a doctor, I have a degree, and all this. Like, I mean, we got it, my guy. Like, she's, yeah, okay. I don't know. Like, yeah, sort of going in circles over there. Um, I did really like the um, the uh, the the nurse and the therapist couple. I liked them a lot, and I was sad when they died because I, I yeah. um, they seemed like nice, normal people who like were just drama free. Right. Yeah. Um, and I liked how. Um, she kept trying to get everyone to talk about their feelings. I was like, lady, you're on the right track because that's probably what these people need is to like really cope with. I mean, because <laughs> honestly, I mean, it, there's so much traumatic stuff going on. Like the um, the birth scene was so traumatic. It was so, it was horrifying. Um, and even just like these, um, just even this idea that this like poor baby um, like died of starvation just from one minute. I mean, that's so scary to think about. Right um, and so, uh, uh, so horrifying. Um, and I, th- I think in some ways, like this movie is very graphic in its violence, and more so than I think M Night's previous films. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I also think that there's a lot more of like horror by like implications of that, like for like you know the baby or. Um, just this idea of like being trapped on an island with this guy who's like, you know, getting violent schizophrenia or dementia and you're just unpredictable. Right. Um, and yeah, it's really, um... so, you know, you mentioned earlier about this movie not explaining sort of like the aging process of the island. Um, what did you think of that? Mm-hmm. The, the choice so... of, you know, science it, science it out. I didn't actually I didn't mind that so much because one of the like I mentioned when you were talking about every character explaining who they are to the point that it was almost grating like okay we got who you are I like the idea of sometimes in movies or shows or whatever like sometimes things just sort of are rather than trying to come up with some long-winded explanations so you could tell me something like oh this is like a fragment of the bermuda triangle or something like i don't know yeah or and i'd probably be like on board with that i i didn't need a staggering explanation for that and i didn't i didn't mind that 
and man, that it's like, okay, it's an island you go to. Time works differently over there. You age rapidly. If you have any pre-existing conditions, they're gonna they're gonna come up in a very major way, and they're you know gonna wreak havoc in some form. Um, and like, okay, I'm I'm okay with that setting actually. I mean, yeah. could I have used a little more? Could I have used a little more details in terms of how the the dynamics of it work? Sure, but. Anyway, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a discussion though to be had. What did you what do you think about that actually? In some ways, I think explaining something more uh, yeah. makes it less believable because then, like, once you introduce the like science of it, then it's like, well, now you're opening yourself up to people on like Reddit or Twitter or whatever being like, that's not how this works or whatever. Um, so I actually right. kind of appreciated that it was sort of this like vague thing of like minerals or whatever. <laughs> right. And uh, what I really actually, something I found to be really effective is like whenever they tried to um, escape through the passageway that they came in from and they kind of like black out, but they like mysteriously land on the beach um mm -hmm. there's not like it's never really I mean, correct me if i'm wrong but it's never really explained like how they land back on the beach right they just kind of like appear there right yeah i mean it's kind of like a i don't like want to say it's they, like, like a that, like pressure and they like black out but then like the next shot they're on the beach and someone's running to them and there's no so, like, yeah so there's Right. Uh, so my friend, uh, a friend of mine who I was speaking to earlier, he actually had a, a theory on this, which I thought was interesting yeah. to share. His, his thoughts on it were like, the power that is on this beach that is causing this rapid aging process, it seems to be emanating from those, like, from those cliffs and from those, from those rocks, right? Like they, when they're entering, you remember how it goes slow-mo for a second? It's yeah. like they pass that sort of threshold. And what he was suggesting was like, the power is already so overwhelming that it's aging you so rapidly. Like whenever they yeah. came across that area, it was so much to grasp at one second that you black out, and you eventually land up in the place that you were. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's like a barrier, like a yeah, barrier yeah. of sorts. Yeah, that, that's definitely very interesting. Um, uh, right. I want to chew on, but um, yeah um yeah i thought that you know i don't know i just like i prefer when things are a little unexplained like that just because it you know i right. the thing is like i can sort of buy into this sort of like weird beach where um hold on so there's a, a siren outside i can sort of buy into this like weird beach that this just has this like properties that age people i mean like i you know i'm watching this movie i'm buying i've already bought into the premise of it I don't need to be like right. old or convinced on it any more than that, just because like um, I don't. It's just yeah. It's just it would it, it would seem like overkill. If there was like this like long explanation of like you know the science behind it, or if there was some like effect that the um, the resort was doing or something like that um, intentionally. Mm -hmm. Like if they found some like aging, you know gas or whatever they put into the air <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been silly if they did yeah <laughs> yeah 
like, come on, really? That's what the plan was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, right. I mean, I'm also like, I'm a fan of like, you know, having things not always be explained, but you know, I also, I appreciate Stramalan's way of being like, okay, I'll explain a lot of stuff here and there, but I'm also not going to spoon feed you on certain things. It's like, yeah. try and uh, put it together, which I respect. I like when a, a filmmaker also accepts the fact that it's like, okay, my audience is not dumb. I mean, yeah. I, I plan on, you know, um, I, they don't need to be told every single detail. You know, right, but, right. Which I, which I did, uh, which I do like about that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that's like really jumping out to you about the film, like in like the way that um, the reveals or, or any of the, um, the pop points throughout the film, like any of the, the death scenes or character dynamics? So certain things. Um, what, I mean, I think of all the, the, the possible like things that characters are going through, I feel like the most fascinating was the doctor, Rufus Sewell's character. Yeah. I think there's just so many layers to that. Like, especially since it's undiagnosed, like we're trying to understand like what's going on with him. Obviously we understand there's a, very very racist side to him as yeah you know on display but there was a moment where he i think after the first attempt at something he he's sitting and he's like if i'm correct me if i'm wrong here he's talking about his mom he's he's like mama or something like that yeah yeah something like that that's right he does yeah yeah, it felt very Norman based. Like, so there were moments like that where I feel like when you have a point in a moment like that, because it focuses on that for a second, I thought there is so much in here that we're not quite seeing exactly, but it seems to be, but again, it's undiagnosed. How much more can you really explore, I guess, in, that mo- in the heat of the moment um, or whatever? Yeah. Um, right. But I'm just, I was just there's just so many other like aspects to it that I'm I'm like thinking like what what works and 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 what what really doesn't. It's funny because I started off by saying I like 75 percent of this movie and I feel like I've complained for 50 percent um, <laughs> of the time. Um, but like make no mistake, I do overall like this movie um, and I do think it's it's really solid, um, but. I think this is one of those things where I feel like the more I think about it, the more like time progresses, I'll maybe appreciate it a lot more. I'm sure, looking forward yeah. to repeat viewings, you know? So yeah, if, it, think... if, you know, you know, if Universal rings true on that, then hopefully we'll be seeing it at home very, very soon. So you can see it. Yeah. I mean, then. I'm definitely going to purchase the movie when it's released. Um, if anything, like I want to have it just because I think it's so such a beautifully made movie. Um, Absolutely. I just like want to like there's so many like the um again that like 360 shot and the the Burke scene I thought was just like really audacious um Mm -hmm. and uh it was you know one thing I found to be really interesting of like um you know as as Kara is um giving birth you know when and they have Vegan Creeps talking to Alex Wolf and she's like explaining to him like, oh, she's in, a lot of, she's in the most pain she's ever gonna be in her life, but then it'll be over. 
and he's like, I'm going to marry her and stuff. And it's like, there's something so hopeful about that. And that like, as if she was like, you know, his mother at a hospital when he's like 30 or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right. um, yeah. and that like, he's like getting excited and, you know, I, I, I mean, I would like to believe that they were genuinely in love, um, mm. you know, and that there was like, in, in some ways they almost forgot like the situation that they were in, which is kind of exciting. Um, and then right. it really, and then like, you know, the baby's crying, right? And then once you hear the baby stop crying, I was like, oh no, like what, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, it was very, very sad actually. And I actually thought this movie was quite emotional. Um, there were definitely times where I felt like, um, you know, M. Night was like, trying for something a little bit more emotionally engaging and succeeded. I mean, I think he's a very engaging filmmaker in terms of, um, you know, getting very, these like emotionally resonant scenes. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, uh, uh, but I, so I really found that to be quite an interesting little, um, little scene, like a little kind of moment um, of just like hope and, uh, uh just like planning for the future, even if the future is in like, you know, two hours or so. Um, and, right. But then that also really had this, um, but then the scene when, when um, Eliza Scanlon is trying to climb the cliff, I thought that was so mm-hmm. tense. And, but even then I was like, she might just make it because maybe the, right. you know, the force field or whatever is um, not effective on this part. Maybe that's just, you know, in that little mm-hmm. pathway. Uh, and she got really high up there too so and she almost made it she, she almost, almost made it yeah and um yeah it was just and even like how, see i have i'm sorry sorry please please don't. no i mean i just wanted to wrap that up the whole thing is that like um what, what, what made her death so sad is that i don't think either of her parents really noticed you know Right, yeah. It felt felt in some way a more extreme, um, sort of an extreme example of how they were not neglecting her when she was a kid, like a baby, but just that like a little dismissive of her. Like, I don't, I don't even, I thought that actually Rufus Sewell was her grandfather, (laughs) Um, (laughs) not her actual father until later once, once they're on the beach and they explain the relationship a little bit more. Um, Cause he seems so disengaged with her and even right. Crystal, you know, um, was very much like focused on like, you know, don't slouch, don't hunch over, which um, at the time I'm thinking like, what is, Instagram. right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, when the whole breakfast scene, I'm thinking like, what is, um, oh, I just noticed that the waiter suggests yogurt parfait i think yogurt has calcium in it because of the dairy right yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a dairy I just product didn't yeah. even i just made a connection just now um yep. so um but yeah i feel like it's both of them are both in their own um they're both in their own little drama of you know his oh not drama but like his illness and her like going crazy from getting older and you know losing her 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 bone her bone structure um or bone strength and i think i think only once does crystal really be like is my daughter dead or something i think she's yeah uh, that was during the body horror yeah yeah um sorry what were you gonna say 
Oh, no, what I was going to say was that, uh, <laughs> just a joke, I was going to say that, <laughs> hey, I've come to the I've come to the realization that when you cast Eliza Scanlon and something, she's either going to A, die or B, going to do something horrible. Oh, <laughs> so, man, I like, know. Poor girl. I feel bad. She, she is the <sighs> Sean Bean of 2020. Uh, 2020s. <laughs> uh, our poor Beth. So, you know, she just deserves yeah, some happiness. So- <laughs> <laughs> right when she when, when i was watching little women and she showed up as Beth, i was like oh god she did so, <laughs> and i knew that i knew it happened in the books i know but then i was like of course oh. you cast her like yeah and like everything i've seen her in since then I, whether it be devil made me do it or sharp objects or now this or something like that i'm like always either a dies or something horrible happens right her. right it's like what is what is the gig here, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do these pitches work? Okay, we have a contract. Ten rolls, you will die or something horrible. <laughs> contract expires in five Yeah, <laughs> I, I always wondered about Sean Bean if he like reads the script and sees that he dies and he's like, man, again. Honestly, maybe the movie he likes where it. Sean Bean. Yeah, maybe the one time I didn't see Sean Bean die in a movie was Jupiter Ascending. I was like, <laughs> nope, he's done. It's not happening this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel man. like that must have been in the contract. Vince yeah. Wachowski's are like, no, not again. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I actually, actually, I wanted to... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, there was one other thing that now just yeah, came sure. to mind as I was... As I was thinking about it, um, we were, I was gonna um, I was gonna just that you know um, that that particular aspect of like like moments where the movie really gets time to like sort of like breathe and all that. I don't know. I feel like there were there were some things with that like with those family dynamics too, which I just, I just I feel like sometimes we were just rushing into from one scene to the next, mm-hmm. even in explaining that. You know, um, I, I think I think there's a, a, a very interesting uh, emotional setup with Wiki Creeps and Gilgot uh, Gilgot in the beginning, with uh, like how tense their relationship is. Yeah, I do like the payoff later, where where um, Thompson McKen- where Maddox is like, you know, you were gonna leave him, weren't you? Like, and um, like stick clearly devastated by it the kids and yeah. um like there were times like that where i thought like even though the film is rushing towards things there were moments where it just has those epic payoffs like exactly what i wanted to hear or right, exactly right. what i you know what i think she should be reacting to you know but then so it's like there were those glimmers in the moment where i was like just nailed it exactly got exactly what i wanted you know to to see which is why whenever it was missing and despite the fact that this movie's kind of honed in on that so much i feel like oh man you would like a little bit more yeah yeah i mean i i think their marriage is very interesting and um because like they are um there's like a little bit of tension even when like in the opening scene when they're in the uh in the van and um it's you kind of sense it but you just think like okay maybe it's just like you know she's a workaholic or you know whatever and then there's a scene when they're in the room and 
he's um, he's kind of joking with the kids about how like the beach is closed for kids um, and like kind of roughhousing with them. And there's just the shot of them in um, kind of playing sort of in like the back, like the background of the shot. And Vicky Creeps is um, like, you see her reflection and she's smiling, but she's not joining in and she's not laughing. Right. And it's kind of this very um, mysterious kind of expression she has because in some ways it's like she's smiling as a performance, like to like be seen as smiling during this thing, but her eyes don't really match that. Um, Yeah. Really curious bit of acting from her um, and the... um, the use of uh, reflections I thought was really interesting because there's another, in that scene in the van in the beginning, there's a shot where um, it's on Gael Garcia Bernal, but you can see her on her like iPad through in the window. Yeah. And um, again, you think, she, in, I, I think he asks her like, oh, is that work? And she says, yes, but I think it's clear later and you realize that it's actually it's probably her guy. texting the other guy. <laughs> Um, but I actually do like the payoff of that marriage is actually like when they're both like on about to die and something like I remember thinking like oh they actually did grow old together even though they were about to get divorced yeah Um, they actually had that thing and um, he says like I I don't remember what we were fighting about or he's or something or, or, or he's like it doesn't matter anymore and uh, I, I did like that payoff a little. Again, because everyone else had died. It was just the four of them. <laughs> There's actually right, room yeah, to breathe yeah. and to have this moment of, right. like, in some ways, like, like, we got to see them reconcile their marriage without it being like some, you know, cop out of like, oh, we're going to stay together and work it out because we survived this. Actually, they didn't survive it, but um, they right. still got to work it out and still got to have some sort of happy ending together <laughs> right yeah. no i completely agree with that yeah that, um, that, that that was easily the best handled like character yeah uh, dynamic of the entire yeah. movie for me. like they just and i okay so you we we were talking about acting um i i have my my thoughts on the acting actually now that you we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think because I like some performances that I don't know if everybody else did. So I'm, I'm curious as to how this is going to go. Okay. Um, okay. So it's <laughs> so always like a thin line, right? Um, so I thought, I thought Vicky Creeps was really good, honestly, mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. You didn't think so, did you? I can no, see your face. No. You're like, okay. <laughs> no, I. I, no, the reason why I have that expression is I didn't know where you were going to go with that because I thought she was fabulous in the movie, but I thought, I you thought were she was fantastic. That, I thought that you were going to say you didn't like her in the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh, That's why I was like, where is this going? Um, but no, I thought, I, I totally agree. I thought she was excellent in the movie. Um, yeah. Especially in that last, in her last few scenes, but also the scene yeah. when... Um, when they're fighting in the hotel room, I was like, again, Phantom Thread over here. Like, <laughs> this 
is falling apart even if it's staying together. Um, although Phantom Thread is a more idealistic marriage than this one, surprisingly enough. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, At least here uh, she's not trying to kill uh, Gail <laughs> Garcia Bernal with omelets, <laughs> mushrooms. I know, I was like, you know, I was like, girl, you know the method of keeping your man in check. Okay, get the mushrooms. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought she was really good in the movie and... Um, you know, I was so excited to see her in a movie like this, just because, you know, this is a, you know, this is a, a thriller. It's a fun movie. It's meant to kind of be a little schlocky, I guess. Um, body right. horror, you know, bizarre ending. Like, so it's just kind of cool to see her in a movie where she can like have some fun. You know, I mean, this movie, hope, yeah. and um, she gets to just like do a lot of, a lot of acting, like capital A acting. <laughs> and I thought she really rose yeah, to the definitely. occasion. Mm-hmm, definitely. I also really like Thomas and Mackenzie, though, now that we're yeah. on it. Um, it, it. She was really good. But then I've not seen her in anything where I was like, oh, God, she, I think she's one of the best actors we've got up in coming. Right she's, now. yeah, um, she's really good. Um, and can't um, wait to see last night. Yeah, I liked, I liked this, I liked their performance together in um the scene when Maddox kind of confronts her mom about the affair that was that was a good scene yeah um so it was finally like yeah again it's like these adult conversations happening um in this movie that is really could just kind of rely on being funny and scary and weird you know but actually I'm nice taking the time mm-hmm. um I do kind of wish that there was some of that with Gael Garcia Bernal and either the son or the daughter um right but i thought he was i thought he's pretty good too and especially the scene when he's realizing that he's going blind um that yeah such it was really sad you know and again there's that horror there of like the implication of like you know not only are you in this situation like i mean it's, it, it must be scary to go blind at any age but like you know you're in the situation when you know, you kind of need everything at your, all your, everything at your disposal because there's a maniac right. who's about to kill you. Yeah. Um, and to lose that and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say one conversation I wish they did have as characters was like when they're in the hotel room, uh, Vicky Creeps is talking about this. She's like, you're always thinking about, you know, the future. Yeah. You always, your mind always goes to that. And we're in a movie now where that's literally like happening in a matter of minutes. And I, I don't know. I feel like there were, I feel like it, it would have been an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. Bring that back. Where, you know, yeah. Yeah. Especially towards the end when, you know, in their final moments, they're like, you know, you always thought about the future. Here we are. So yeah. <laughs> something or something, something yeah. profound there. I feel like was there, but then I guess the scene with that we actually got was also really good. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like that would have been an interesting thing to bring up because now it, in retrospect, it just feels like one of those lines that was in there to be like, hey, get it? Because it's going to be future in a few minutes. Like, <laughs> from Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the first scene of this movie is a masterclass of having every scene highlight the theme of the movie or every line of dialogue right. highlight the theme of the movie because she's like, don't wish this time away, you know? <laughs> there's a right. lot like that about time and like letting is i don't know very funny um like, damn it manoj we get it <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Manoj. laughs> gotta love him um 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any um, any kind of last minute things you want to bring up or any you know, talking points you you have left? Not particularly. I like I said, I am looking forward to checking it out again. Yeah. Like, as, absolutely. Um, all over the place as thoughts seem to be. Um, I am interested in how it progresses over time because there are movies of his that I've come to like more in the time since I saw them, The Village. Yeah. Um, so there is there is a likely possibility that I'll watch this again and I'll say, oh, actually, wow, that works a lot better, you know, or something like that. Um, that would be interesting. To, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where I am right now. Yeah, I mean, I concur with everything you just said. Um, I think this movie will play uh, um, even better on rewatch because I think the um, I think a lot of what M Night Shyamalan does really well is kind of fold in things that will make sense on rewatch um, and that will um, kind of just like really just un. Um, really come through and that you know uh i agree with you about the village that i mean i think that's one of his best movies now like up there with the sixth the sixth sense and i did not think that when i first saw it um but as i've watched it more i've come to appreciate it more and a lot of the questions i had about the village kind of got answered the more i watched it and i think that's going to happen with old as well i think a lot of these criticisms might um not disappear but maybe become easier to swallow or maybe we'll be able to think more about them in a new way of watching it again so i'm excited to see how that happens um well thank you so much for for um coming on the podcast it was a pleasure so to, yeah it was a pleasure to have you where can people find you online and what are you up to these days uh, I'm up to things that I can't really talk about actually uh, so um, yeah yeah no um, the place that the thing that I'm doing right now my boss said uh, it's a blood oath and if I break it she will kill me so um, <laughs> okay but otherwise I do film criticism quite often so if you guys want to find me on that like I have a YouTube channel which is where I started off it's by name it's Sharia Chabla I can I'll put the spelling S H A U R Y A C H A W L A. So that's me. And you can find me on Twitter with the same name where um, I talk a lot and where I got to know this guy. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely, yeah, check. To, uh, yeah, those are two main outlets where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really glad I got to speak to you finally. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess this podcast will continue on the next time M. Night Shyamalan has a new film out, hopefully in a couple of years. Um, uh, I bet he has, I mean, hopefully he's on a long vacation with his beautiful family. But after that, I'm sure he has ideas brewing and drafts sitting somewhere. So uh, maybe we'll be back in 2023 or 2024, whenever he's ready. And with that, we're going to... Um, yeah, wrap up the episode. Thanks again, Shoria. It was great to chat with you. And listeners, thanks for listening. Um, and let us, let me know your thoughts on all of you. Know, feel free to chat me on Twitter about it. Oh, yeah, the Manisha 89. You guys know that. Um, so, but yeah, thanks again. Have a good night.